It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Beyond good. Beyond evil. Beyond your wildest imagination. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Tooncast Beyond, brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network and Audible.com. I'm your host, TF and Mike, and joining me is JT from Saskatoon. Hello. How you doing? Pretty good. Today we're going to be talking about Iron Man Armored Adventures. So what's been going on with you? Uh, not a whole lot, just uh, living life and hoping the allergies that I suffer from don't take me. Yes. Oh, God, I love Claritin, though. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was really, and this really isn't, um, I, I know I'm jumping ahead of myself here going into first impressions, but when I first heard about this series, about Iron Man Armored Adventures, I was like, teenage Iron Man? And not the first time they've done I, that with the character. Well... It's the first time that I've seen it in animation. Well, no, I mean, yeah, it's the, the first time they've done a teenage Tony Stark, but, I mean, just quick right. comic comic history lesson. In the mid-'90s, when they had the whole onslaught uh, mega crossover in Marvel where Professor X goes loopy and tries to take over the world, right. uh, just prior to that, they had this huge Avengers comic book storyline where Iron Man was revealed to be a hypnotized servant of Kang the Conqueror and he's been killing people and the Avengers take three steps to the left into a different timeline and bring a teenage Tony Stark to the future who ends up getting the same uh, damage to his ticker as original Tony did and thank God they wiped that out of existence so oh God. Comics, yeah but they did it continuity always screws with my brain because there's so much stuff yeah, it takes right. a special breed <laughs> yes 
So to set the stage for this one, Iron Man Armored Adventures is a 3D CGI cartoon series based on the Marvel Comics superhero Iron Man. It debuted in the USA in the Nicktoons Network on April 24, 2009 and has already begun airing on Canadian Network Teletoon. Iron Man Armored Adventures aired on Nickelodeon July 4, 2009 until September 12, 2009. The series is story edited by showrunner Christopher Yost, who also worked on Wolverine and the X-Men and numerous other Marvel animation projects. The television show is not related to the 2007 animated film The Invincible Iron Man. It is a different voice cast, but as some story elements are similar, and the show uses the same musical score as the film in some instances. It is the first Iron Man television series since Iron Man from 1994 to 96 and started airing as a success of the live-action Iron Man film. The series follows the adventures of teenage child prodigy Tony Stark and his alter ego of Iron Man. As Iron Man, he uses his techno technological inventions to stop villains. His friends James Rhodey Rhodes and Pepper Potts help him on courageous and dangerous adventures. The second season of this series premiered on July 13, 2011, running concurrently with English dub of the completely separate Marvel anime Iron Man anime series, which has already finished airing in Japan on Japan's Animax in 2010. Oh my god. Uh, so, Iron Man Armored Adventures. As I said before, I was very skeptical about it. I started watching it, and I absolutely love this show. This, no, I, sorry. This show is just amazing. It just, no, it's it's a really good show. I mean, uh, the character designs I find are a little slight. Right. Everyone looks like they're emaciated supermodels. <laughs> eh. But uh, no, I dig. Uh, I do dig the series a lot. Uh, and I like the fact that they at least keep the two main beats of Iron Man's origin is he either he's involved in an explosion and there's damage to his heart. Oh, in this one, they he doesn't necessarily he hasn't built the suit because of his injury. Because in, in Iron Man Armored Adventures, the story, the idea of the Iron Man armors was they already existed somewhat before he gets injured. It's kind of like the ultimate Iron Man move or the invincible iron man uh dvd movie that they did right from like the tried to tie it into the whole ultimate avengers thing but no i dig this uh i think the animation is actually one of the best things about the show it's all pretty fluid yeah and very reminiscent of the mtv spider-man series uh, but you know it is, it's but it's done up. so much better yeah, been... it's tightened up it's in, it's got a very nice polish on it uh, I think one of the main things, although not the best thing about the show that I love, is the theme song. Now, all right, so speaking of the theme song, popular rock band Rooney recorded the theme song to the series. The song originally could be downloaded from Teletoon's website, provided a secret code. Tony would be needed to access the theme. Uh, the secret code was shown on screen during Canadian broadcasts of the first few episodes of the first season. The music video for the theme song features clips of Rooney singing along with clips of Iron Man from the show. Um, I like the theme song. It's good. I just wish it was instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I said, that, that's probably the, the, the only nitpickiest thing I could say about that. It's like, yeah, if they 
I mean, the lyrics aren't that bad. It's far from... No, it tells... It really... It, it tells the story of the series. It tells you what what you're going to be expecting along with what animation shows. So, I mean, I like that. Um, and it does kind of give me the feel of... Um, I am Iron Man. But it also gives me the feel of the 92... 92... 94 series, the second season of of that Iron Man theme. Yeah. Um, so I like it overall. I'm used to it at this point. I've watched 21 episodes all in a row. So, no, I've I've seen pretty much everything to date on this series. I'm just waiting for this finish out the second season, which yeah, is probably... I have probably... not seen the second season yet. I, I, I want to. I think I'm just gonna have to wait till it hits Netflix. The first 26 episodes of the first season are in Netflix. So yeah. Um... So the the great thing about this show is. Uh... Kind of the great thing about you know other Marvel animated series, at least current or past series like the Spectacular Spider-Man or Wolverine and the X-Men, was right. the fact that they incorporate a lot of elements from all areas of Iron Man, like the Ultimate Comics. There, you know, there's touches of the movie universe. You know, uh, you know the multi-armor uh, aspect of the show kind of you know, kind of harkens back to the 1994 series. Yeah, which is great. Uh, and I like the fact that right from the get-go, they make it really, like, they, they, they do stress the whole teenage thing, because they basically put this, you know, genius kid in high school, because it really wouldn't work if they didn't put him in school, I don't think. You know, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't make sense to have, like, this teenager running around causing hell without right having some sort of repercussions. The fact that he basically lives with he he does he he's a, kind of semi adopted by uh, Rhodey's mom who is like his, her his dad's attorney attorney and all that like the elements of the show like everything comes together very well yeah it does it's just i mean like i said i've marathoned this show i it, it's just it for me it's so compelling and it's so interesting and i want to see what happens next in each episode so i marathoned that i've watched 21 episodes straight i'm i have not finished the first season yet but i'm absolutely loving what i've seen so far yeah uh it's just amazing i loved i i don't know and i don't want you to spoil it for me i don't we we i have yet to see if roadie is going to ever be war machine i kind of don't want him to be in this series at this point, like I said, I'm, I'm up to episode 21 of the, of, of the first season. So, but I loved what they did in one episode where, uh, Tony has to go into space and he has like black space armor. And that was really, really cool. I love the design of the black suit. No, the, the space armor, uh, was like the design. Cause that was kind of like the black with gold highlights. I think right. that was one. The uh, the thing about the armors in this series kind of goes to my opinion of the animations, like the design of the characters. Like I said, everyone is way too thin for my liking. I I'm not saying he has to be like you know buff well, or something, but it's just Happy Hogan is on the fatter side. Well, yeah, but Happy Hogan's always kind of been a you know hunk, but. <laughs> hunk a chunk whatever yeah it's just uh honestly like it's just it almost looks like the iron man armor when tony puts it on it doesn't make him look all that much bigger it almost looks like he's pretty much pulled on 
like he's wrapped himself in tinfoil. Like there's no, it doesn't look like there's that much there. I guess it's the sub. Well, there isn't that much, I guess, substance to the armor. It looks like he has a lot of room when you see his face in the armor. Like when you see the shots of him. Um, oh, the in- the interior where he's using the yeah. heads up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the interior. It looks like he has a lot of room, but when he opens the mask, it looks like he is like a squeezed pumpernickel inside. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the idea of like the heads up, that's really just a... Right kind of give us an idea because i mean if he was really whipping his head about like that in the while he was in the armory it would look like he's having a seizure true true yeah but no i mean overall i like the various designs of the armors i mean it it takes a while in that first season but once he he comes out with different armors you know he even shows the silver with the silver centurion armor which is the what the main 80s armor where it was like the red and silver comes up. You know, it gets uh, bigger. And it gets a redesign in second, too. It's not a huge spoiler. It's just, it yeah. does get a little bit of a redesign. So, no, overall, the design, I really dig. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So very, very awesome. And I'm glad that they, uh, as far as the plot of this, as far as the the overall opening plot of the story. I'm glad that they're focusing on Mrs. Rhodes and not Mr. Rhodes. Yeah. He's, he's off doing, I don't know what he, I, I can't think off the top of my head what, what, uh, Rhodey's dad does, but, uh, uh, I like how they're focusing on that part of the family aspect. Uh, getting into the, uh, the voice cast. I mean, you got some pretty damn cool people. Uh, uh, Adrian, can't read this right. Adrian Pretow, I think. I don't. I can't. I can't read it. It's too Petru. small. Yeah, Petru as Tony Stark, Iron Man, Daniel Bacon. Oh, what an unfortunate last name. As uh, Rhodey, <laughs> Vincent Tong as Mandarin, uh, and Mackenzie Gray as Obadiah Stane. You also have uh, Anna Comer. Oh God, what another unfortunate name. Uh, as Pepper Potts. Uh, for the recurring cast, you've got um, Dean Redman as Nick Fury, uh, Peter Kellamis as Whiplash, Lee Toker as Modoc, um, Brian Drummond as Crimson Dynamo. A very, very off-kilter voice cast, I would say. I mean, it's not like, you know, Tara Strong, Chris Summer, Robert Hayes, Mark, you know. It's not your average voice cast, and I don't mind that it isn't. I I, I like that they're using, you know, different, uh, just a completely different cast in this. I mean, David Kaye shows up as Fin Fang Foom later, but uh, that must be really, really weird. But yeah. No, the uh, the voice cast, like, I, for a lot of the characters, I really dig. See, and the one thing I'm going to say, like, right off... Uh, and this is a credit to you know Daniel Bacon, who has a delicious last name. <laughs> uh, I thought that was for until right now. I thought that was Kirby Morrow, like Cyclops from Evolution. I thought that was Kirby Morrow voicing Rhodey, because he sounds almost exactly like Kirby Morrow. I mean, I yeah. could be wrong, but to me, anyhow, it just uh, you know, I was like. Hey, cool! Cyclops is in the show. I dig it. 
Uh, no, the voice actor like said uh, Adrian Petri or Petru or Adrian. Right. You know, uh, I dig his Tony Stark because he gets, uh, you know, because he, he gets, he sounds like a teenage Tony, but he also kind of gets that uh, mad scientist vibe that, you know, I would think Tony Stark would have because this is a guy that created a walking battle suit out of scraps in a cave. In other yeah. versions, so you know he would have that mad scientist going on. Uh, I like Vincent Tong as Mandarin, you know, just kind of a little too whiny at times. He's like, "I'm the Mandarin." Yeah. Uh, Pepper Potts, uh, like I love Anna Cummer as Pepper Potts, but most annoying character ever. Yeah, yeah, I like, want to just. Slap her silly. Oh my I, god! I don't want to slap her silly, but uh, I do want to yell "shut up" a lot. Uh, I think probably my favorite, aside from you know Iron Man and Rhodey, uh, Mackenzie Gray as uh, Obadiah Stane, because he really had like he puts this uh, this sin- very sinister and sound of malice into his voice. Right, like right, you're yeah. watching the show and you hear him talk and you want to scream. How can you not see he's the bad guy? Yeah. To anybody that isn't like part of Team Iron Man, so. Right, I, I like Mackenzie Gray's performance as as Stain, but again, being biased with how awesome that 2008 masterpiece was. I, I, I wish it was Bridges. I just <laughs> wish it was Bridges because it would have been so much more awesome. No, that would have... No that, way that they would bring him in for that. They'd just be, if they had... If Hopadiah was only in one episode, maybe, but there would just be no way that they would bring him in as a series regular. Uh, the only, I think the only way they could have done that is if they did with like uh, Edward James almost in the first episode of The Batman as Chief Rojas. You right. just have Bridges come in and voice him. But then you know, like you've seen Bridges in Iron Man, you've heard Mackenzie Gray. Everybody would have been like, oh, what the hell? When the yeah, exactly. Because there yeah. is such a difference there. And, yeah. and there's uh, other voices in this first season. I don't really... I mean, yeah, aside from David Kay as Fin Fang Foom... Yeah, this voice cast is like, who the hell are these people? Yeah. For the most part, it is. It, it, it's virtual unknowns, but I don't mind that, though, because, like like I said a second ago, there's no way Bridges would come in for an entire series like this. There's just no way. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. might have, like, like, if you got the movie cast to do this show, I don't think this show would have as much heart as, as it does. I, so, sometimes I don't mind when movie cast also does a cartoon, but also times I, I like the differences. The fact that the Iron Man movie is what it is. This series is what it is. Iron Man 2 is what it is, and so on and so forth. So, I don't I I really have no issues with this voice cast. It's just they're not very well, at least to me personally, they're not very well-known actors and actresses. No, no, I agree with you totally on that. It's, it's a great voice cast, and it, it's like I said, this is probably the nitpickiest thing about the show is just the fact that I don't recognize a lot of these people. Yeah. And it's and it's just, that's a, like you said, it's a personal thing for me. It's a, but there's great voices. And I mean, I have seen season two and some of the voices they get in there for the characters they play when you see it. 
you may or may not agree. I think all around there's been a solid, solid effort on the voice cast in this series. Yeah, I I can't comment on season two because I have not seen it yet. Whatever's on, which is only the first season, is on Netflix. That's really all I've seen. So, yeah. I mean, uh, sorry, you go. I mean, it's one of those things where I like the show so far. So, I mean, unless they, you know, replace the guy that voices Tony or the guy that voices Rhodey or the chick that voices Pepper, unless they've, like, done dramatic voice changes, I, I'm sure I'll love the voice cast in Season 2 just as well as I do in Season yeah. 1. Although, I have to say, have you seen the uh, MODOK episode? Oh, I just finished it. Yeah. See, Mo- and and for all... The one when he first appears. Yeah. That's what I saw. Yeah. No, uh, MODOK... Not a huge, well, not a huge secret. I'm going to say, but Modok is probably just visually, and I I can't tell you exactly. Modok's one of my all time favorite Marvel villains. <laughs> it's like it's like a giant's head with baby arms and legs. You know, it's just something about that character about this giant head with these tiny little arms and legs spinning around and just. Yeah. And just the idea is that the mechanical voice, like Lee Toker did uh, Modoc, and yeah. it's like, I am Modoc. And I'm just like, would you like cheese with that? Yeah. It, just that voice. It's something about that voice. It just worked so well. And, I mean, Wally Winger, just, you know, he does Modoc on Avengers or Mightiest Heroes, and he has that very, I am Modoc, but he puts more emotion into it because. That character is the actual, more like the actual Modok than Armored Adventures, but it's you know just right. a slight tangent. Yeah, no. I, as far as Modok voices goes, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I, w- I, I really like the... Uh, Iron Man 94 version of him. I thought that was a good version. This is a good version, and I also... Mandarin. Huh? I just said, yes, yes Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. But he was yeah. so much of, like, a lackey in that one. Well, that's true, but, I mean, that's that's what I liked about it. I mean, it was it that he was that lackey. I mean, essentially, in the 90s, Modoc and Gargoyle are pretty much the lackeys. Um but I like the '94 Iron Man voice for Modok, and I like uh, I like his voice in Superhero Squad. I thought that I thought uh, Tom Kenny did a pretty good job with him in, in Superhero Squad. Yeah, and I think he did. You know, just a quick aside, like for Superhero Squad, the great greatest thing about that show is all the voice actors got the idea to play it straight to a point, but you know, this is mainly being played for laughs. And and I just love you know the soccer ball with arms and legs that was Modok in that show. It was like him and Abomination were probably my two favorite villains. Yeah, but that was that series. Uh, but yeah, overall, this series is just amazing. Yeah. Um. The I, uh, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say like the the voice cast works and and it does. I think because it's a largely unknown voice cast, like probably people a lot of people haven't heard before. That's right. what makes it work so well. 
Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, if you had, like I said, if you had Robert Hayes re re reprise, or if you had either Dorian Harewood or Shredder, James Avery reprises as Rhodey, it, it would be totally different than, yeah. than what we have already, and I absolutely love what we have already for it. Uh, getting into what the first season was, I'm only going to run down part of this. The first season of Iron Man Armored Adventures focuses on the Machelin Rings uh, saga as Tony, Pepper, Rhodey, and Gene Khan work together to get the five rings. Upon overthrowing his stepfather, Zhang, Gene secretly works undercover to steal the rings from his friends and ends up betraying them, and which upsets Pepper. Uh, the season also features the Madame Mask saga, which comes to a conclusion in the episode Best Served Cold. Tony's feud with Odias Stane comes to a par partial conclusion in that episode as well. The season ends with two primary cliffhangers in the episode Tales of Suspense. Now friendless Gene discovers that the original Mandarin had five other rings besides the original five. Tony finds out that his father, Howard, uh, survived the plane crash and is being held prisoner while the armory is destroyed during... Zhang's attack limiting Tony's resources to find and rescue his father. Okay, yeah, I wish I hadn't read that now because I haven't finished the damn series. But um, it sounds like it's going to be really good. I will still watch it. I will finish out the first season. Hell, I only have like four episodes left yeah. to watch. I mean, it's just... It's a great, great series so far. Well, yeah, and, and speak about this first season, like I always said before, how they mix elements from all the different, you know, dimensions of Iron Man. Right. I mean, okay, the Makalon rings in the comic books were, you know, basically the power source of the spaceship that brought Fin Fang Foom to Earth thousands of years ago. Right. Which the Mandarin, when he discovered the ship, you know, he found the rings and he mastered them. Uh, and the coolest thing, uh, and again, with the two-part season finale, which you will eventually watch, yes. uh, Tales of Suspense, that is the title of the comic book that uh, Iron Man originally uh, appeared in, like back in the day, like how Spider-Man came in in the last issue of Amazing Fantasy. Amazing Fantasy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tales of Suspense, for the longest time, for many, many years, until the very early 70s, uh, Iron Man only appeared in that and the Avengers, and then eventually they canceled Tales of Suspense and he got the Invincible Iron Man number one. But yeah, no, the, the first season was great. I mean, you introduce all these different characters. The fact that they brought in Madame Mask the way they did. Yeah. Uh, and kind of, and almost completely different from Madame Mask in the comics, because Madame Mask in the comics, you know, she wears a mask because her face is scarred. It really isn't. It's more of a Doctor Doom, you know, psychological right. trauma thing. Right. The, the fact that Obadiah Stane, in this one, while he is still a sinister scumbag, he isn't nearly the dick that he is in the comics. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the Mandarin, I think of all the characters introduced in this first season, all, of, like, the, the do-overs, if you will, from other versions... This Mandarin's so much better than the 94 <laughs> version. Uh, because, the, and this, you know, when you talk about the original Iron Man series, like from the 90s, yep. that first season of Iron Man, quick aside, that first season was very much, what if Iron Man was He-Man and the Mandarin was Skeletor? Essentially, yes. And it, it was, sorry. Uh, no, it's just, go ahead. Well, it's just saying that's what I didn't like about the Mandarin that 
at least kind of in the first season, it got a little better in the second, but he was so much this almost comical, yeah. like typically comical Saturday morning cartoon villain, which I really didn't dig in this one. Like I said, very whiny Mandarin at times, but still it's like he, he does man up and kick some serious ass. Oh, yes, very much so, very much so. All right, so we are going to see how the show stacks up. Uh, we have four different, we have three different categories here. Uh, how does the show compare to other shows within the same franchise? Uh, shows compare in the same genre, and of course, uh, what which show is this? Uh, which show from a previous decade is this show most comparable to? For the first one, the only one I listed was Iron Man '94 because that's really the only one. I mean, yeah. I was counting cartoon series. I wasn't counting movies. I mean, yeah, I guess you could compare it to the Invincible Iron Man movie. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that. I probably should at some point just to see how bad it is. Um, but I would say that this is comparable to the second season of the 94 series. Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, at least in terms of tone and the inner, how some episodes, you know, will connect back to something that happened like three episodes before right you know, st storylines and plot threads and all that definitely can very comparable to 94 i would say this is a bit better oh yeah yeah just uh because as much as i love the second season of iron all i love all of iron man 94 it's the biggest the worst thing about the second season of that was the fact it was basically a toy commercial for the toy line because they were making action figures of all the different armors, armors yeah. that they had. And there were some that they never made that I really wanted. Yeah. But yeah, this series, uh, I have, I've only seen like a couple of, you know, to speak about the toys. I've only seen a couple of action figures from this line and they look like they do on the show. Yeah. You know, the comparable like that. So yeah, it stacks up very well against Iron Man 94. Yeah. And as far as within the same genre, as far as the superhero genre, I, I, I listed here X-Men 92, X-Men Emo, uh, Spider-Man 94, Spidey Unlimited, BTAS, STAS, JL, JLU. Um, I think this stacks up most closely to uh, one I didn't even list here, but um, new Spider-Man animated series from MTV. Um it's better. Ex this series is better executed than that series was, mm -hmm. as far as the animation goes. But I would say that it's most comparable to that in the same genre, as far as the animation style and all that stuff. As far as storytelling, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I think one Spidey should have put the spectacular Spider-Man in there. Yeah. I, I think this compares better to that than the. Uh, MTV Spidey, because the MTV Spidey was, you know, the Raimi, Raimi vs. Spider-Man movie world. Yeah, but I mean, you as know? far as, like, animation style, this oh, is, yeah. no, no, that's yeah. what this is most close to. Yeah, but in terms of story, like I said, I put it up yeah. around, up around Spectacular Spider-Man, you know, Batman, Superman, around that area. Yeah. Just, uh, definitely better storytelling than, like, you know, Spidey Unlimited or Spider-Man 94. I love those series, but Mm -hmm. Overall, I think it's it's superior craftsmanship, basically. Yeah. Uh, as far as from a previous decade, I have no clue. Because, I mean, I guess you could say Iron Man 94, 
but this does it a little bit better, uh, obviously. But I mean, like, I, I don't know. That's that previous decade question is always That's really crazy. hard because Man, sorry, it's just Iron Man '94 is really the only one. Yeah. That you can compare it to. I mean, yeah. there are other superhero esque shows, but they're either toy commercials or they're just not that good. I mean, because the only other superhero cartoon I can think of that you could try and compare it to is uh, Marvel's Ultra Force from the mid to late 90s there. And that, bleh, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on into uh, the, we are the IGN replacement crew. Zero to four. Uh, zero is don't watch this show at all. One is don't ever watch this show even if you want to. Two is show is worth a watch view if you come across it. Three is you should definitely be DVRing this. And four is you need to add this to your DVD collection. Uh, I would say if you have Netflix streaming, get it on that. Um, it's it's worth to, to do for that. What about you, one to four? Or uh, I give it a solid, like, I want to get the first season DVDs and the second when it comes out. Like, I definitely want to pick this show up. To yeah. me personally, it's a four. But if I was giving it to anyone else, I'd say it's a number two. Yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily say you have to DVR this because I know a lot of people might enjoy it, but they're not going to be like, I don't really need to watch this on a constant basis. Well, not on a constant basis, but that's what I mean. It's like it, that's why I ranked it as a four. But I I also added on there. It's better to just, you know, if you have Netflix, just watch it there. I mean, no, am, am, am I going to watch this series over and over and over again? Probably not. But, I mean, just for to be able for people to see it, I would say the Netflix option is the best option at this point. Because yeah. as far as the DVD release, Volume 1 was released in DVD uh, in the U.S. on October 20th, 2009. The Blu-ray edition was released exclusively through Best Buy. Um uh, let's see. Volume 2 was released in the U.S. on January 5th, 2010. The Complete Season 1 was released in the United States on May 4th, 2010. Uh, the Complete Season 1 set includes an unreleased pair of Volume 3 and 4 DVDs. So yeah, just watch it on Netflix, people. That's really all you need to do. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, you can go out and buy it, but... Yeah. Considering uh, Netflix Canada doesn't take gift credit cards, although they said that in their website, I pretty much <laughs> have to buy it because, you know, uh, as, that's a rant waiting to happen. Yes. As far as the uh, the reception for the show, the hour-long premiere of Iron Man Armored Adventures broke Nicktoons Network's record of highest-rated original series by premiering with over 125,000 viewers. Very awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2012, Iron Man Armored Adventures won the Pusilnella Award for the best TV series for teens. I've n never heard of that award. Yeah, I so. thought you were going to say Citronella for a second. No. Uh, so, with that, we are going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some commercials and other stuff, and we'll come back to close the show after this. Soundwave, jam that transmission! Rumble frenzy, ravage, rap that, inject. Operation No, there will be no Operation Interference. I am TFG1Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 
24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts in Steve Megatron and fan of the show now co-host Pecan Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out! Emerging from the dark humor that was the Beast Unleashed podcast, Steve Megatron, TFG1 Mike, Pecan Court Michael, and the Cybertronian correspondent Optimus Solo move on to Transformers Animated with Transformation Animation Podcast. 20 episodes covering all three seasons of the cartoon, the books, and the awesome toy line. We will also have cast and crew interviews, so get tapped with GCRN's next Transformers franchise podcast. Transformation Animation Podcast, available on iTunes and the web at www.geek.com. Castradio.com. Get your tap on. Decepticons, transform and rise up. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the internet's number one and longest running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe News, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind, every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's alright. You can now hear the Geekcast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free use and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear Geekcast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy, just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter Geekcast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand, no syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Geekcast Radio when you register. We are back, and for you, the listeners of TuneCast Beyond, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Use audibletrial.com slash geekcastradio. Okay, so final thoughts on Armored Adventures, sir. It's a solid, well-made animated series, I'm not going to lie, they're... Like I said, uh, it's not a detriment to the series that I don't recognize more of the voice cast. It's just that's a nitpicky thing for me. But right, and like I said a couple times, the uh, I don't like the slightness of the character designs. But overall, I really do dig this series. I mean, the fact that it's you know another alternate universe. You know, I keep waiting to see what kind of tidbit of Marveldom are they going to put in. 
right. you know, you know uh, what, what, what new armor that's been in the comics are they going to show up? You know, what other Iron Man villains going to show up? I mean, cause didn't really go over the characters too much, but one of the cool things that they did with the whole Maklo on ring search is they all have this guardian and you know, there's uh, some of the guardians are like classic Iron Man villains, like the Melter, the Grim Reaper, such like that, which is something that I thought was really cool and kind of an inspired idea to, you know, you want to have as many Iron Man villains as you can in the series, but you know, you, you maybe want to do something different at the same time. Yeah, you don't want to make them villain of the week. Yeah, I mean he's got more than enough rogues in the gallery for that. So yeah, overall I really dig this series, and I would recommend to anyone who's like a Marvel or Iron Man fan to check it out. Yeah, this series is just awesome. You must watch it now. That's kind of like when people will say, say on Twitter, "Okay, drop everything that you're doing. Go see the Avengers right now." Drop As everything well you that should. you're doing and watch this show. <laughs> I'm going to go maybe if uh, there's a matinee this week, I'm going to go for the third time. Because <laughs> I've already gone twice. And as much as I want to see Dark Shadows, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Anyway, that's a rant for another day. Thank you for joining us here on Tooncast Beyond. There are several ways to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can comment on each and every one of the posts. Uh, you can also leave us, uh, send us email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is Tooncast Beyond. Mine is TFD on Mike. What is your Twitter? Uh, JT from Saskatoon, all one word. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcastradionetwork. Call the voicemail line. Tell us to show you leaving the message for and the name in your name. 502-526-5821. You, if you have a USB headset or microphone on your computer, go over to the website, geekcastradio.com. On the, left hand, on the right hand side, there is a button that says send voicemail now. You can do it directly from your computer. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast Beyond and wish you'll join us next time when we will be continuing on in the season of superheroes with Avengers, Earth's Wimpiest Heroes. For now, I am TFG and Mike with JT from Saskatoon. Until next time. Tick, tick, boom.